My name is Joe Armstrong. Welcome to an Independence Day Fast Forward episode. This week is Patrolled by Radar, a Los Angeles-based band. But you guys are all over the place. You guys are like the hardest working band in Los Angeles. First, let me introduce everybody. They were first on the show back in June 18th of 2011. That's episode number 13, Lucky 13. On guitar and vocals, we have Jay Souza. Brian Bosco Chef on Dobro and vocals, and Ben Johnson on drums. And you guys are a trio these days. Correct. Yes, this is Jay speaking. We are a trio indeed. So how are you guys doing first and foremost? I feel like it was just yesterday that you were on the show, and I guess that's the most cliche thing I could ever possibly say about this. What I like so much about your band is that you're really devoted to the work of doing this. You have a really strong work ethic. You're always playing shows. You're always booking tours. You've always got records coming out. And since you were last on, you had a new record come out. Cool Your Jets? Correct. So tell me a little bit about that process. How was that different from the first record? Um, well, it was independent of the label. That's probably the most glaring difference. Um, the the Be Happy record was with Knitting Factory, and then Cool Your Jets was independent of them. Um, uh, otherwise, everything was essentially the same in terms of, you know, I'm still writing the songs, and the lineup is essentially the same. Uh, Peter Curry from Low Straight Jackets produced us again. And when he produces us, he he lends his uh, musical virtuosity too. So he, yeah, he plays bass and a little bit of drums, and just he's just one of those guys that. Uh, it's pretty common the musical producer Brian Whelan does that kind of thing. He works with folks and he'll play keyboards or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, who's the guy who's always playing down at Largo? John Bryan. John Bryan. Yeah, he's kind of a Svengali in a way. Right. There are so many musicians who are so good at that. Compare and contrast, like, how, how is it different doing it independently versus, I mean, aside from having financial backing, how is it different? It just felt different in the sense that we could creatively represent it. Um, what I mean by that is the way it was going to be packaged and released and promoted. It was nice to be back in control of that because it's, it's, it's always hard when you're sort of holding your breath and guessing what the home office in Brooklyn is going to say about the record to whomever. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's more work, though, right? You do it on your own, you have the control, but with control comes responsibility, right? Yeah, I guess that's a way to look at it, you know. But it's, it's, um, but it's much like, you know, the way you produce this show. You know, you, you yourself said that it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. But it is nice to be in control of every aspect. Um, that's not to say that you don't have the influence of, like, our producer, Peter Curry, uh, Pete makes makes it known what he thinks we should be doing. Um, not not every step of the way, but at least yeah. in terms of how we record the record and the sequence of things. And and um, and then he has so many relationships of his own that that we glean you know direction from. So how about for the rest of you guys, for the rest of the band? How is it different for you as a drummer working independently versus working? You think Ben? I had a this is Ben. Yeah, I had a great time recording the album uh, Pete's studio. He's, he brings a lot of great ideas to the table and has just a ton of really cool, um, you know, great vintage instruments. You know, some great drums and uh, you know all the all the harmonies and stuff that we did. It was it was just a lot of fun and this really cool like Sun Studios replica almost. Oh wow, that's pretty cool because that's the funny thing because drummers are very particular about their instruments, their kit, their sticks, whatever. Is he the type of guy who's like, no, 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 you're not playing that snare, you're playing this snare? Yeah, well, he, he's a drummer himself okay. too. So, um, you know, and he's got cooler gear than I do. Right, yeah, right, um, right. So, and he knows how it sounds, you know. Sure, sure, sure. In his room and right. what mics to use and, uh, you know, for what drums and stuff, so. But that's why you pay them, right? A producer to get their expertise. Bosco, how about you, man? In the studio, we get to be really collaborative. Pete, Pete will, you know, say, well, what do you, what sounds are we going for? 
Right. You know, and we get to, you know, bring this we get to bring the song to life, you know, with with guidance basically, but yeah. but pretty much how we hear it, how we envision it. Was there any tune on the record where he kind of smashed it apart and reassembled it? I mean, I guess there's two ways to go about making records in general. Throw some mics up, play the tunes, and there you are. Or he comes in, you show him the tunes, and they say, maybe maybe this move this verse here, or take this bridge from this other song. Did he ever do any reconstruction, or was more the other way around? He doesn't necessarily do that so often. I, I think that um, he prefers, he doesn't, he doesn't produce a lot these days. He, he, he once produced so many records, and and now he's sort of only interested in producing things that he can can play on and that he he actually enjoys. So we're flattered in that regard. But he also prefers, and I think this is a good way to go, and I think most people would agree, um, it's best to record material that you've been performing live for a little while. So we we uh, we go in, everything is pretty pretty hashed out and yeah. it's been you know trial by fire everything is is as as we think it should be in terms of um dismantling or uh, he doesn't really dismantle and move things around we're, we're pretty good at having figured that stuff out but um you know he'll suggest instrumentation or you know the use of a different gu- guitar and he has so many amazing microphones like just a plethora of yeah. old cbs series ribbon mics and and he knows just where to put them in the room and and he's tedious about finding just the right mic where we wouldn't we're not necessarily hearing the frequency difference but he is yeah and then we just trust him yeah yeah you know it's easier i think it's it's hard to trust a, a producer and a lot of people spend a lot of money on a producer that has so many showbiz accolades right and it's an absolute wrong, wrong fit i think that approach seems like it would work very well for you as a band that plays a lot of live shows. You guys have played together with essentially the same lineup for a long time, and that's how a band gets tight. That's how a band gets good. That's how a band gets an identity. It's not just one person in these songs. It's how everyone plays on these songs together and makes these songs live and breathe. I'm talking to Patrol by Radar, a Los Angeles-based band. They first joined us on Independence Day way back on June 18th of 2011 for Lucky Episode 13. You can drop by patrolledbyradar.com to check them out on the web. They're on Bandcamp and Instagram. It's, it's at patrolledbyradar just about everywhere. So you guys don't actually have a bass player. When we come back, I want to talk about that. But let's, first, let's hear a song. What's this live song going to be? Is this older? Is this newer? Born Thirsty, yes. It's new, new. This is going to be on our, on our next record, which we're working oh, on. Oh, very nice. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Okay, this is Patrolled by Radar and Independence Day. Fast forward. Let's check this out. All right, this is called Born Thirsty. One, two, three, four. Good time alcohol Sits on this side of the mirror And I love it all That's why I come here I know how to crawl from one swinging door to the other It's in season if it's on the wall well, My poor mother has got a power over me A power over me I was born thirsty I've 
haven't given the talk It rattled around and out the other ear So you can all put a sock in it Oh no, I've got the disease again The midnight choir sings I'm in my sin And I know I shall be removed Before my finest hour By this power over me A power over me I was born thirsty I was born Joe Armstrong, this is an Independence Day Fast Forward. That was patrolled by Radar. Very nice, boys. Thank you. So happy to have you. So happy to see you again. Good to see you, too. Now, this is the second time this has come up, but it was June of 2011 when we last had you on. It was a blast having you on then. It's a blast having you on now. The show has changed quite a bit since then. God, we've got a lot of miles under our belt. My how the world has changed. Yeah, my how the world has changed. Indeed. All the free money we're getting <laughs> right. from everybody all the time. So tell me about this bass player thing. For a lot of bands, that's a thing. I mean, there are bands these days that are duos, like a guitarist and a drummer, but you guys play a lot of live shows. What do you do for a bass player? Uh, how, how, how did you lose a bass player? Was it intentional, or did you just decide to be a trio? Um, it was more circumstantial. We had, we had a bass player at the outset who essentially couldn't tour. I think that's usually what happens. And um, so we, we were going to get another bass player and there's certainly no shortage of of them around los angeles but um then we decided to to go with an organ player who would play bass pedals but no we toured we toured uh we did a substantial tour with the with the hammond player who was playing the bass notes with his feet and um and the road just was too much for him yeah yeah so we we uh so it's hard. The road's rough on people. I right. guess you're built for it or you're not. So he wasn't uh, sticking around after that tour. So then we went to the trio. We had When we came back from the tour, we had a series of dates that were happening too soon to do anything about not having a bass. So we did the shows anyway. And we're such a song-oriented band, and we've played together for so long that, um, I mean, in our minds, we thought we were missing something, but the audiences didn't seem to notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I split my my guitar signal where I have a pure acoustic signal, and then the DI goes out to an amp, and we try to get some bottom out of that. Right. But uh, yeah, we're just aware of the the dynamism, and I lock in with Ben's bass drum, and it all works out. We're not against having a bass player; we would love to right. pick one up eventually. But 
And then we toured another big tour of uh, the Midwest and all the way to the East Coast, just as the trio. And for sheer economics, it's great. Right. And we traveled much lighter than we than we ever have. And it didn't seem to make a difference. You know, in a mm-hmm. perfect world, I would love a you know eight piece band. Well, of course, I think most people would. It, it's different. I've been doing some rehearsals lately as a three piece. It's just guitar, bass, and drums. I usually prefer a fuller sound, generally speaking. But as a singer, it's nice to have someone else playing the lead parts because then I don't have to do all the lead and the lead vocals. Some people are really good at that. Uh, Mark Knopfler, Stevie Ray Vaughan was, etc. But for me, it's just more work. Because then I've got to try to come up with a cool lick to play after I'm done singing. I've got to kind of be ahead of myself. But I'm enjoying this more than ever, this kind of trio thing. The dynamic is different, whether it's a two-piece, three-piece, four-piece. It changes a lot in terms of the energy. Yeah, that, it's pretty cool. It's kind of interesting to me, too, as a drummer, you know, to have to kind of not play with a, ba- a bass player. But we almost mentally kind of fill that space, just the way that we re- yeah. react to one another and, and like the space that we're filling without it, you know, almost kind of create that the vibe of a bass. Yeah, well, if it's built to be that way, it is what it is. I mean, if it's what you want to do, that's the most important thing of all. And, uh, I mean, how amped up are you guys live on stage? Are you playing full-on electric guitar or mostly acoustic guitar with an amp? It's amped up. Okay. My uh, my amp is a, is a, it's a, a tube amp, and we put some nice bottom and overdrive yeah, on yeah. it. So um, most of the sound systems that we're going through are, are pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So when we tell the engineer what we're going for, they usually compensate, and uh, we get some nice bottom ghost notes floating around, and yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no one's the wiser. But it's oh, it's yeah, by yeah. no means a timid folk show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's rock and roll. Yeah, it certainly was the last time you were on. People should check out that episode. Looking back, June 18th, 2011, you guys were pretty amped up then. It was episode 13. Can you believe that? I'm almost at I'm 160 now. Man, it makes me tired just thinking about it. It's ridiculous. Again, <laughs> so much respect for you and what you've built. You guys are one of the hardest working bands I know, constantly doing shows. I love seeing a full schedule on a band's website because it's much simpler to go on road as one person. Uh, and aligning multiple people's schedules is a challenge. If you're going to go up the coast or heading back east or heading to Austin, it's a lot of work so kudos to you guys so as per usual you guys have got a bunch of live shows coming up here yes. playing tonight at the lost night that's on sunset boulevard and echo park 9 p.m is show time for that tomorrow night you're at the cinema bar what a legendary place that is if those walls could talk man all the people that have played there over the years and then you've got to run up the coast figaro mountain brewing at saturday june 18th what a cool place and you're at lagunitas and petaluma on saturday june 25th and then yeah. it's doc's lab doc's lab that friday in san francisco correct yeah and winter's tavern in pacifica oh yeah very cool winter's is a great place so let's hear something from your your last record as you ride off into the sunset. So what's this, Jay? Um, Lost Cause is uh, one of the more rocking songs on the record. Um, it was a, a big hit in New Jersey. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was great. That's actually what caused us to go to the East Coast. And right. now, now we've been back a couple times since. But um, yeah, it's just a song that uh, we loved it when we did it. And it, it was it was more of a straight rock and roll song. I guess it has some odd nuances as as most of our songs do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never thought it was going to be the song that people liked the most. But you never know why DJs choose what they choose. Yeah. I mean, it became a hit, but who knows if anyone heard anything else off the record? I mean, they may have only ever, ever heard that one song, but. Um, it's a rocker it's good stuff boys thank you so very much drop by patrolledbyradar.com pick up their music they've got a couple records out and they're working on a new one too correct make sure you let me know about that Jay I'm holding you to this Independence Day we'll be here in uh, probably like oh, 2021 <laughs> next next visit keep up the good work boys always turn up those amps alright thanks Joe yeah. okay cheers anybody can sing sing a hallelujah everybody sing hallelujah